Hey, everybody, and welcome to the What is this, honey? podcast, where we will be discussing everything from pop culture to reality TV to true crime documentary to my life and everything in between that makes you scratch your head and ask yourself, what is this, honey? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our weekly Real Housewives of Atlanta recap. I am your host, as always, Brandon, and I have with me the one and the only, that gal, <laughs> Mel Brooks, who asked me podcast. Hello, hello. Girl, y- y- have y'all seen, y'all need to go over to Zell's Instagram, her personal Instagram, or the TikTok so y'all can see these braids. <laughs> because, baby, she's bussing. <laughs> now my summer can officially start i was like oh thank god yes unlike jasmine cooper she okay. is a hot yummy wife who is out here and having a good time lord i don't even have time to get into mrs cooper child we really don't because we are talking about atlanta now listen y'all usually i have like a scene by scene like like recap i do not this week because it is the week of juneteenth amen jesus and on our dear beloved Monday Juneteenth, I was, I was horizontal. Okay, <laughs> I was flat. My man got back from Italy on Sunday. Okay, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. y'all can read between the lines. <laughs> so I have been tied. So we're just gonna go through it now. If my memory serves me correctly, we start out with this like opposition this is what the thing that i really don't like about this whole season and i thought it was only going to happen for like an episode Mm -hmm. it's like marlo versus now everybody right it's so lame it's such an easy storyline you know what i mean like why is this happening it is yeah so we have like candy talking to sonya about her experiences, Marlo talking to Cousin Courtney, which like, Marlo, girl, you bringing Cousin Courtney over here as an ally, big mouth, <laughs> open, wide, gaped mouth, Cousin Courtney, mm-hmm. that's not really going to help you, sis. No. And it also had me looking at Sonia a little bit sideways, too, because I'm like, okay, so now you see you're talking to Candy, and I just saw you on Carlos King podcast two days ago talking about, well, I see both sides, these fine people on both sides, What? Sonia has really pissed me off and I like because did you see her on Watch What Happens Live? I didn't see her no. She she's irritating the shit out of me because she like it's if you that's really your girl i.e. Marlo and that's really your friend you should just be able to say she's wrong because um they played that can you defend it game Mm -hmm. and um Andy asked can you defend Marlo for asking Candy about her sexuality at the table in season nine. Mm. And she was like, yes, I can. What? You can defend somebody possibly well, outing Jamaican. someone? She is Jamaican. I don't know what that means. Don't forget, they don't like Nabati man down there. Okay? Meaning, oh. they don't deal with the punks and the fags and the queens and the trans. They don't do that. Oh... You should watch, there's a Vice documentary episode where now Elliot Page, at the, that time, goes to Jamaica and meets the local queens. And, the, and they, have, they have to do all, I mean, it's really not widely accepted, which let's just be fair, that is a product of colonialism 
in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised if she didn't think about those kinds of issues as paramount mm. as like, oh, you should have sent flowers to somebody's funeral that you don't even know. Mm-mm. Yeah. Somebody on Twitter brought up a good point. <laughs> they were like, did you reach out to all of his former employees? <laughs> I was like, did you? No. No, she didn't. You definitely didn't because you just needed something to talk about. That's not you. Even Sonia. Therese in down with her asking her about how she and her husband are going to be able to bump pelvis if his ass is always in Texas. And she's like, mm-hmm. same th- I got the same question. Now, moving on to Marlo and Candy. Girl. Yeah. Let's talk mm-hmm. about you right now. Exactly. So, song is on my shit list. Like, I was like, oh, you're really kind of annoying. And, you know, people tried to tell me that last year, but I was trying to give Mama the benefit of the doubt. But. Well, I like her. I like what she represents. I like that she's not just like an IG model. She's not Mm -hmm. somebody's wife. Like she's an accomplished woman. She really represents the brand well. Yeah. And I can totally get that. It's just like every time I tried to give her the benefit of the doubt, the doubt, the benefit started doubting. You're doubting. (laughs) So they move on. Um, And then Drew. Oh my God. This is really when Drew starts to really play herself, which makes her an icon. So she meets with this man named Rage. Yeah. Who I guess is Scott Storch wannabe. (laughs) Not a Scott Storch one. I was like, who is this? At first, I thought it was Heath. At first, I thought it was Tamar Braxton, man. Oh. That's who I thought it was at first. I thought it was, listen, I thought she made it, but Tamar Braxton, man, is way hotter than that. Yeah, he is. So, you know, Drew is there with Rage. Rage, Rage is going to make her a star. So Drew calls herself like reminiscing about the good old days when she met Rage. And she was like, yeah, at that time, you know, I had just done Step Up. And this motherfucker goes, what's that? What's Step Up? Like the biggest movie I've ever seen Drew in? I said, what? well, don't, don't forget about White Chicks. I oh, said I Rage. Forget, I always forget she's in that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like the thing, the reason why, and this, I'm so glad you said that, Zell, because the reason why I think people play with Drew is because Drew plays with herself. She does. Why would you reference a movie, first of all, that you didn't really, like, I didn't, I knew about Step Up, but I didn't know that you were in it. Oh, I see. I knew she was in it. I knew your motherfucking ass was in White Chicks because it was only two Black women in that entire movie. True. And you were one of them. Mm-hmm. Investigation of Barbie. Okay. <laughs> now, I feel like Drew just doesn't really like understand how to promote herself. Because let me tell you something. Me, with my three or four credits that people might mm-hmm. recognize, you better believe, honey, they're going to know where I'm coming from, the left and the right. Right. Drew has like 48 credits. <laughs> like, yeah. The game. Yeah. Girl, and you were talking about step up. Anyway. The the biggest takeaway from this whole experience is that I don't have to question what, what Rage is really here for, and that is to get the coins in the bags. Because he said, can you leave your husband at home? Thank you. He literally says to Drew, he's like, look. And I like the way he does it. This is how I'm like, okay, I kind of like, are you legit? Because he poses it as a question mm-hmm. where he's like, listen, are your man's abs video ready <laughs> now listen y'all all know ralph Pittman looks nice 
does his abs look like Tyson Beckford abs? No. No, he he has more of an aesthetic that I like, which is large and in charge. He is bulky, not defined. Yes, yeah. I'm into that. That is cute. Is that yeah? A it's fine thing? for us common folk. Like <laughs> I don't know if people want to see that in a music video, which is I, unfortunate because it's just like I mean his body is fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he's like, if anything, he's gonna do. It's gonna look well. Mm-hmm. He might not do nothing else, but <laughs> he's gonna do that. So um, Rage is gathering Drew, getting Drew together. He has her a little um, rehearsal, little whatever. And I was like, okay, Drew, okay, a two-step, mm-hmm. one-step, two-step, baby. Um, so that was nice to see her kind of in that environment and see, like, now this is when it got really awkward <laughs> because Ralph pops up or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I guess the person that they had hired to replace him got a better paying gig and now do you believe that no yeah i think it was also i think i think ralph has been pouting had been pouting in the house the whole time and was like i can't believe you do this dude. and drew probably felt bad because you know men and their egos but i'm sure a man like ralph and his ego and then she probably was like okay let me just say like the other guy dropped out da 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 I was like, okay. That's why he went down there to file for divorce. His ass was going to be in the music video. That's why they was racing. Racing to the to the courthouse, honey. So yeah, that whole situation was a little bit strange, but also I um y'all, the modeling face, for those of us who like are <laughs> normal people but then have to like turn on the modeling face, Ralph, you just looked angry. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't know whether to be aroused or afraid mm, yeah it wasn't I, doing it for me it it just I just don't know <laughs> um but you know it made it made me happy for Drew that she's like showing some sort of like forward momentum and like some sort of like right progress mm-hmm. and growth so then Chow we go to Kenya Moore Hair Care. Mm-hmm. And Kenya Moore... Here's what I don't understand about Kenya. Mm-hmm. For somebody who is so tired and through and sick of these things... <laughs> I'm sick of these things. Listen. I'm sick of these... You... So we find Kenya with her doctor. Mm-hmm. Who is lovely and has a gorgeous silk press. <laughs> By the way. And who was looking at Kenya straight dead in her eyes, like, are you okay? Seriously. Am I hearing you correctly, girl? For real. Kenya is having baby fever, is what I would, as the only way I can describe it. She's she's like, oh my God, I've had this baby. Brooklyn is perfect. And this is where y'all people go wrong out there in these streets. Mm-hmm. God will bless you with a with a perfect child, and y'all want to tempt fate and have two and then you wonder why in five years you'd be running around here pulling your hair out of your damn head because the second one is the antichrist (laughs) (laughs) nothing in life is ever that perfect there's no way god is going to give you a perfect angel sweet baby child who sleeps through the night as soon as you bring them home 
and then you're going to get that twice no for real i mean my mom like is obsessed with us she was like my babies my babies my babies she she literally be like I, my mom is like i was so happy to have my babies like i didn't care about anything else and i was like God okay lady you. yeah and um so you have one of those mothers who's like meant for parenthood yeah but <laughs> she was even like mm, girl she was like your mother did not sleep through the night no like she was like he mm-mm she, like she was very honest she was like Mm-mm. but she she was like i mean it wasn't anything i couldn't deal with but she was like whoo child she was like that child that child would not sleep tonight <laughs> and how old is kenya like let's go ahead and figure out mm-hmm. kenya's age because i'm not talking about you can't have kids at any age my man is 57 years old about to be 58 i'm talking about and this is what her doctor is bringing into the conversation mm-hmm is that when Kenya gave birth to Brooklyn, she nearly died. Mm-hmm. She was super sure. And I mean, Kenya's talking about, I was stressed every day. I didn't know if I was going to lose her or not, you know, being an older woman, blah, blah, blah. But she's here at the doctor to talk about having another baby. And with all people, Mark Daly. Oh my God. Listen, listen, I know that the embryos are, he fertilized them, Right. And I know right. that they're technically hers. However, comma, because I made a video about this and I had to turn off the fucking comments mm. on TikTok because people are like, that's not it works with IVF. They would be hers. Like the baby would be hers and not yeah. his. This is what I'm saying. I understand that. I'm not stupid. I'm saying she already cannot divorce this man. She right. already has said that he is throwing everything at the book. Right. Or by, like the book at her. Do you think that if she has fertilizes one of those embryos that or fertilizes uses one of those embryos that he has fertilized, you think he will not find a way to try to hold that against her on in a divorce that's already not finalized? Right. That yeah. is what I'm saying. It's not a smart move. Like, forget about the whole Khloe Kardashian Tristan Thompson of it. Like, she's not divorced yet, y'all. Mm-hmm. And I don't know whether y'all don't understand this. And this is why I have to give a lot of people grace in certain situations. Because let me tell you that when my man, my current, my man, my man, my man was getting divorced, his divorce lasted longer than his marriage. Mm -hmm. Because my man got shit to lose, bitch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So. Uh, Bethany. Bethany. Like I was going to say, there's, we've seen these situations. They're like, well, she's still married or he's still married, bitch. This person has been getting divorced for longer than you've ever been in a relationship in your whole motherfucking life. Yeah. So I can understand why Kenya wants to move on, why she wants to, you know, get the next steps going. But when I hear that you are going to bring forth another Mark Daly child into this world, Mm -hmm. I really feel like, oh, Kenya, you need to leave this doctor's office and go Mm -hmm. see a therapist. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) At age 52. And then the doctor asks her if she would like consider other options, aka would you have a surrogate? And she's like, well, mm-hmm. I just don't know about that. You just don't know about it. If, trust, first of all, I'm going to be very honest here. Surrogacy would be like my preference for having kids, if I'm being so fucking honest. And if you have the money, mm-hmm. there's literally no, why not? Mm-hmm. At age 52, what? You're going to physically carry a child. Now, first of all, Kenya, you fine. You bad as hell. Don't get me wrong. But your mm-hmm. doctor is sitting here telling you that you are not Halle Berry and that right. you are not about to give birth. 
in your nearly mid fifties. Like it's absolutely crazy to think about and just forget about the Martin Daly of it. Like your health is so important y'all like. Exactly. I feel like sometimes we get so caught up in what we want for ourselves that we mm-hmm. don't realize like what's happening. Mm-hmm. And Brooklyn is an angel. She's beautiful. She's perfect. Let's just appreciate that. <laughs> I just, I understand when I have a different baby. I just don't understand. Like I, again, I said this on TikTok. People were all, black community was all, Ooh. it's not a bit, I, the whole, like, I want my kids to have the same father thing. The men don't care if their kids have the same mother. I get it too, but that comes from a personal, you need to work through that personally in therapy. You have an issue with the fact, Kenya, that you come from a family that's broken like that. It's 2023. There's nothing wrong with two baby having two baby daddies. My sister and I have different dads. My mom was married to both of these men. They were both ain't shit motherfuckers. That has nothing to... You would never, and guess what? If me and my sister were sitting right next to each other with my mother, you would never be able to tell. Mm-hmm. You would never be able to. And here's the thing. White white families will have the same mom and dad. One kid has brown hair. One kid has blonde hair. One kid has a strawberry blonde. I don't know who the daddy, she might've been bumping pelvis with the mailman, the milkman, the newspaper man. I mean, I just don't, I don't understand. Cause that's what Khloe Kardashian said about Tristan. She was like, I just don't want to have like kids with, like, I'd rather them have the same dad. And I'm like, so you'd rather them both have the same ain't shit person. Her and her siblings don't have the same dads. <gasps> allegedly. Oh wait. Yeah. Kendall and Kylie, not even allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. Like what the hell? Yeah. I wasn't even getting into her father, her real father. Because, right, I was about to say Orenthal. Allegedly Orenthal. I wasn't even getting into that. Her and her sisters don't have the same dads. So, yeah, I think a lot of what we're seeing, especially through this show, which is why I love watching shows like this, is, like, you see a lot of the issues that we have in our community really play out in real time with these successful people because you think, like, oh, you get out of the hood, you do whatever, mm-hmm. and all this stuff goes away. Like you get a bag and all of a sudden you have no problems. And it's like, no, no, no. Kenya's Mm -hmm. everyday decision-making is affected by her past and her not being able to really resolve or handle those issues that she has. Right. So that's interesting. And (laughs) um, we're going to pray that she keeps her coochie sealed. Okay. Entrance only, (laughs) no exits. For you, Kenya, because I would really hate to have one of those terrible stories about like mm-hmm. you know, reality star found dead on the operating table because she just has to have this baby with Mark. Ugh. Good grief. Yeah. That's not yeah. Gucci. Oh my no. God. LOL. Oh, See how gosh. good I am at transitions. Um, Saray is hosting a Gucci themed, of course she is. Sheree, you need, you need to just... host the clean up your house party. I would just love to see how much of that Gucci that all of them were wearing was real. Ciao. Most of it probably was not. And um, yeah, I, I just don't appreciate, I am me, myself, and I'm just not a girl who does themes like that. Like if you're going to do a theme, let's make it like a 
garden party theme mm-hmm. or you know housewives on you know tequila or like let's make mm-hmm. it a thing and if you are a gucci person that's you me personally out of all the brands i have i'm not i don't wear i'm not wearing gucci because all of y'all have it hello all of y'all got a louis bag all of y'all got a coach purse mm-hmm. all of y'all which reminds me let me tell y'all a story my man was in italy last week he texted me, I was at, I was doing some work and he texted me a picture of the Fendi store. Mm-hmm. So I'm all like, <laughs> me and I mean, about to give me, I was like, I like the baguettes. I like the <laughs> this, the this, the this. Tell me why I come out of this callback and the text that he responds to me is, oh, it was the Fendi home. So did you get me a coffee table? I know you're not coming up empty handed. You don't send me a picture of the Fendi. Right. And popping up empty handed. Girl, yes. Why would you send me a picture of Fendi home? Did you get a throw blanket? It, it was a valuable lesson for him to learn. Don't do that shit to me. Now, anyway, back to the Gucci. A tacky-ass theme. <laughs> a tacky-ass theme. Like, and then the space that it was in, it's like, Sheree, you're going to throw a Gucci party in some TGI Friday's private room? Hello? <laughs> Where are we? Like, not even at your house? You're not even going to set something up in the backyard? Like That's the thing, too. What is this, honey? Sheree, for you to have built Chateau Sheree over the course of 19 years, and don't get me wrong, home improvements do take time. My house is Mm -hmm, is taking mm -hmm. a long time. I would be throwing everything, every event at my house. I'm not paying for no reservations i'm not doing nothing no we're doing it all in the backyard we'll do it in the on the roof we'll do it in the east wing we'll do it in the west wing Mm -hmm. we'll do a movie night we'll do a pool party like for you to pick these venues and listen atlanta is a very it's like la in a lot of ways we're like yes you will pull up to what you think is a strip mall and it's like a really Mm -hmm. nice restaurant like yeah it's just the way it is for these ladies the Gucci party should have been down at the Waldorf Astoria. Or that, yeah, or that. The Gucci party should have been. It should have been at somebody's house. Yeah. Sheree's house. Sheree's house. The key is she didn't want anybody to see the rest of the house. I guarantee mm-hmm. you. It's like what it's like in Doug. You guys remember Doug from Nickelodeon? <laughs> BB was like the rich ass girl in town and she had that nightmare that she didn't have any money and she went to open the door to her house and it was inflatable. What if that Chateau Charest? It's just an inflatable house. <laughs> yeah, I don't. That Gucci dinner was, or brunch, or whatever. Just oh my! It was really, it was really, and I knew what was going to happen, and that's why I was annoyed. Mm-hmm. Because I could tell it was going to be this like Marlo mm-hmm. fight with everybody. And that she was going to end up being the victim because everyone's mad at her and they're going to pile on her, which is like what happened. Um, it, it listen, it was it a pile on? Yes, yes, it was a pile on. For I sure. I have an issue with like the whole pile on thing because there are some instances where it's like not everybody should because like I know you don't watch um, White Summer House, but like a couple years oh, ago, I do. Anna, I do. oh you do? Okay, oh yeah, you do. I, I've only started watching it though when Sierra joined. okay well hannah see that first season sierra joined when hannah was acting a fucking fool 
everyone's like, I don't like pylon. I don't like pylon. Like, it's not fair. First of all, that was all her friends saying that. And it's like, that's funny because y'all didn't mind a pylon when it came to Lindsay, but whatever. Right. Um, but I was like, here's the thing though. While it does seem like a pylon, Hannah was do she was doing a lot to people. Yes. And I feel the same way about Marlo. Like you have an isolated incident with everybody. Yeah. So it's and we're here to talk about our issues. And unfortunately, a lot of those issues have to do with you. But instead of being like, wow, I actually something is being lost in translation here, like da-da-da-da-da. It is just like, oh, you guys just want to pile on me. You just guys want to, you just guys just want to pile on me. And then the, the audience as well, you know, doesn't use the space between their ears. It's just like. Yeah. And it's sad because it's like everyone who was saying stuff, I was like, yeah. Because for mm-hmm. me, and this is why I know I could never be on projects like this because I don't waste, my, I'm not wasting my time. Mm-mm. Because I was always taught that when you are in an argument with a fool, it's hard for the people on the outside to know which one of y'all is the fool. Yeah, that is true. I've been told that as well. And that's why I said that, like, I understand that um, Drew and Kenya have their own isolated incidences with Marlo. Mm-hmm. But at that dinner, I did, or brunch or whatever the fuck it was, I did need them to be quiet because just let Marlo talk herself into a hole. She's an idiot. Right. Like, if you she, give like, certain people enough rope, they will what? Yeah, you you have you have to let a fool be a fool. Like you you have to, or else you are going to look like a fool as well for arguing with them. And so that that was my thing. However, to act as if Drew and Kenya don't have isolated incidences and reasons to not like Marlo is wild. Like the people Marlo saying like that's their uh, Drew and Kenya are Candy's lap dogs. Candy has never operated like that. She doesn't. <clears throat> She really doesn't like say like, oh, you can't do this. You can't do that. I know with Monietta, she said like, I was really irritated last year because you were, you know, know, discussing things with uh, Marlo. I still think there's a little bit more to that. um, I'm okay with that because you've been my best friend since I was how old? Like 17 Mm -hmm. years old. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, bitch. You're coming onto Real Housewives of Atlanta as a my friend. Yeah. Now... I could understand if 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 they were talking about what happened with Candy, but Drew mm-hmm. and Kenya are talking to you, Marlo, about shit that happened with you and them. Exactly. And for Marlo to sit there and be like, that Kenya, she's just so damn nasty. She's just so damn nasty. I really like, I am like, you've got to be kidding me right now, Marlo. There's, we all know that there's footage on the cutting room floor that Bravo protected right. you from about you talking about Brooklyn. Mm. The, and you went on and on. And Kenya is better than me because I would be, I would be at NBC Universal Bravo. Like, is there a reason y'all are protecting this girl after she talked about my child like that? And y'all my didn't hear any like, of it? Marlo really needs to understand that there are hood politics. Mm-hmm. And then it's out here in the world where we live as human beings and adults functioning in society. And you can tell that Marlo still operates by that Tampa, Florida. St. Petersburg for the ratchet ass. And let me tell you something. I don't care what any of y'all say. If y'all have not spent any time in St. Pete and Tampa, there's like, there's like, I think what people don't, what people don't understand 
I think what people don't understand is like they see the nice parts of St. Pete and um, mm. Tampa and things like that, but they don't understand that there's like a whole different side. It's hood. A whole different rich. side. It's fighting for your motherfucking life. Okay. And that's why Marla, and this is, listen, this is why I give her her, her I give her a break. Listen, she should not be held to the same standards of her past. But when you are the person who, and I have to tell people this all the time, if you are the person who's going to bring up other people's past and other people's shit, then mm-hmm. you have to be ready for your shit to be exposed as well. My darling. Mm-hmm. If you want to want to hit people where it really hurts, talk about their mothers, talk about their husbands, talk about their children, then you mm-hmm. have to be ready for people to hit you where it hurts. The fact that you still have not crawled out of that dusty ass hole, you might be covered in Alexander Voltner and yeah. uh, Christian Lacroix and MCM all day long, but you are still in mentally, you are down underneath of the jail trying to figure out how to beat the, the biggest bitch up so that you can rise to the top. That's all it is. Marlo doesn't know how to exist in a friend group without being the like intimidating one that people are all afraid of and do whatever she says. She's not accustomed yeah. to that. Yeah, she yeah, she doesn't. And in my opinion, from what I have seen. So yeah, that but whole it's just, is a mess. It's just Marlo keeps acting as if she doesn't play these games with these girls. She has brought up things from people's past as well. Mm-hmm. She has a nasty ass reckless mouth. Like she it she feels justified you, in it because she feels like these girls have so much more than she does. She's trying mm-hmm. to figure it out and they should recognize that like she's just a normal girl. Like they're all celebrities. And that angle, if she was 25 years old, mm-hmm. I might be able to rock with it. Marla, you are a grown ass woman. Yeah. You, are, you are now the guardian. And this is what I can't stand when y'all people out there who are parents to people. Mm-hmm. Y'all have to get y'all shit together. Y'all have to mm-hmm. get y'all shit together. That triggers me because my parents, and I love my parents, the both of them, they were too young to be somebody's motherfucking parents. Yeah. And they did not have their emotional and their mental and their spiritual well-being at a place where they could pour into me as a child to help me grow to become the kind of person that I am. That's why now mm-hmm. as an adult, I don't listen to nobody's shit. Yeah. <laughs> because my own parents couldn't fucking tell me shit growing up. So what makes you think you about to tell me something? <laughs> mm-hmm. Hell no. Yeah. And, and like, unlike Ashley Darby, does that play a role in like why I enjoyed dating older men and why I had this? It, it maybe had a, a part to play in it. Absolutely. Yeah. So I just think that like you have to, Marlo is not able to acknowledge those weak points and then no, it plays not. out and mm-hmm. she acts the fool and then she storms out of brunch i just see a big child with her like i really do and that i think that's what drives me the most mad because i i you know you've heard me say it before i just see um a grown-ass woman who has not healed their inner child whatsoever whatsoever it's like i can see the hissy fits happening with it with inside her and it's just uncomfortable to watch and it's obvious that she just wants somebody to say you're right marlo but you're not that's the ding 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 and that's the kicker because it's like oh but you you're not that's and it's, the saddest part. It's like you want to, you just want this validation, but like you're wrong. 
because I was just about to say speaking of validation, because then we get into the whole like your feelings are valid thing. Mm. I don't like to do that a lot because I feel like it's people's way of excusing bad behavior. Mm. Often, of course, your feelings are valid. You're feeling them and they're like, you're a real human. So I'll give you that. But to sit here and say that you're so upset with Candy and she's not a real friend because of this incident right here, when we have footage of you being like, oh, Candy's the first person to reach out in her purse and pay, uh, give the boys a cash app. Candy does this. Can't like, we know that Candy tried to get you a show. Like, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't add up. It doesn't. And I really hope line. Andy brings this shit up, but he's probably not going to bring that show shit up. He's probably not going to because it, like. Well, no, because then it would implicate him. Yeah. Or the network, at least. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I want Marla to go away. Yeah. And I feel bad because I was one of the main people being like, Marlo's going to be an amazing housewife. Like she, this is going to be the best promotion ever. I'm so happy for her. And I didn't have a problem when she got a, I got a peach, but I wasn't like, give it to her. Yeah. I just thought she was going to give more than she did and actually give it. And like, here's the tea. And Kenya did say it on this last episode that Marlo been selling pussy and you know, that's her brand. And my thing is like, I feel like you should own it. One of the people that I look up to the most is T.S. Madison. If y'all don't know who T.S. <laughs> Madison is, she is a transgender actress, performer. She has a YouTube channel. She's she hilarious. is a lot of the reason that y'all be out there saying Puerto Rican. <clears throat> and, Puerto and, Rican. Yeah, that's why y'all be saying that. She, y'all don't really realize that. You hear mm-hmm. her voice on Beyonce's Renaissance album in the song Cozy. She sampled. She's one of my biggest inspirations in my motherfucking life. When people say, do you go to church? I go to the Maddie Mob. <laughs> people don't real like I like you said I don't think people realize like how much pop culture they quote is T.S. Madison it's T.S. Madison inspired yeah it's T.S. Madison so she was somebody who transitioned in the 90s in Florida mm-hmm. and you know sex work and porn and all of this stuff was what put her food on the table for years and years because T.S. Madison is in her mid-40s. Okay? Mm-hmm. And now y'all see her in movies like Bros, which when I tell mm-hmm. y'all, I had four <laughs> auditions for Bros. Four. Oh, really? They ended up going with a, like a Middle Eastern kind of guy for this particular role. And I just, Maddie, if you can hear me, baby, I'm, I'm coming. Because we're about <laughs> to be besties. Okay, honey? She never shies away from the fact that she did sex work and that she did mm-hmm. these things. Now, if you didn't do that, that's you don't have to use that for clout, Noella Burgunder from Real Housewives of OC. <laughs> you don't I never do that for clout. She actually was really good. I don't. That was just like a missed opportunity. But you know, but if that's something that you do, mm-hmm. and everybody knows it, I'm not talking about you went on a website to meet you you know, a sexy, or you own Raya, or you own mm-hmm. something uh, trying to find you a rich man. I'm talking about selling coochie. Right. For coins, for millions of dollars. Own it. It's and listen, here's, profession. here's the thing. You don't, maybe somebody is not as comfortable as coming out and saying it like T.S. Madison, right? T.S. Madison arguably has had 
you have to be really comfortable in your life with who you are as a person um, to come around right out and say that and honestly tell your your whole story period mm-hmm. your whole story like I it like anybody does but especially a trans woman um well trans human in general like you have to be comfortable in who you are and telling that whole story that may not be Marlo's case so Marlo may not be as open and forward as uh Madison but if, even if she said like Times were hard and I did what I needed to do to get by. And if sometimes that was a man wanting to pay for my time, that's what I did. But I'm past that now. And I would respect that if she was someone who respected other people's boundaries. But because she wants to ask people if they're a lesbian in front of a group, if she want to talk about people's husbands not having jobs and all of this shit, Candy... And the fact is that Candy has really been a class act this whole season. Mm-hmm. Because if it was me, I would be like, bitch, we all know that Ronald XYZ, who lives in um fucking what's the neighborhoods down there? Um, Buckhead was the one who put that deposit that fifty thousand dollar deposit down on your new house, on your new land. That I would have done out. that. Me. Uh f- honestly, fuck that. I would have been like, we all know that uh that uh easy glide up the stairs thing was for a man last year so fuck off right we all know that you didn't yell and make somebody go away and now you're trying to get cousin courtney to make sure that you don't get in trouble for actually having the peace exactly when you shouldn't have had one that's my point don't sign up for reality tv y'all if y'all don't want to talk about the real because i'm going to tell you one the key to success in this reality tv game is just to tell it Mm -hmm. tell your story you know how I feel about Milo and that whole I can't legally carry a firearm but then wanted to tell us oh I got them up out of there we saw the ring footage did you see how them boys ran up out of there Mm. they didn't run up they were armed right they didn't run up out of there because you yelled Milo please yes (laughs) as Giselle would say be fucking for real please please I mean please (laughs) Horatia please (laughs) yeah like So, and again, <laughs> it's just something you didn't have to tell us. You could have been like, I was so scared. You know, I don't leave. Omit, omit some of the story like Dorit. Right. Just like by the grace of God, they turned around and left. Hello? Like the alarm went off and I think they realized. And then I'll never forget because Kenya said she was like, I still, I'm sorry. I do think something was fishy about that because Kenya, remember last year at the reunion, Kenya, Kenya was like, she's omitting information that could keep us all safe mm. because I think there was, they were getting hit around Atlanta, the reality TV stars houses. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what Kenya was like. You're omitting information that could keep us safe. And that pisses me off. Cause now we're talking about the safety of the rest of the cast. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, and also one thing I have to say is, um, Candy, I didn't realize your property was at the very beginning of your neighborhood because now you're reminding me of when she had to run home from that event. And they're like, oh, yeah, the guy jumped over the gate. And I'm like, oh, the, and the gate is literally right. Th- you live in the first house in the neighborhood? Can be me. And whenever you come up over here to Hemlock Crest, you'll understand, bitch, I'm in the cut. Yeah. I'm at the back of the lane. 
because you got me motherfucked up. You're going to get over here and you're going to realize it's going to take you a lot of effort to get out. And by the time you realize that it's time for you to get out, I already got your motherfucking ass. Mm -hmm. So let that be known. (laughs) I think Candy just still lives in, like, she's like, Atlanta's my city, Atlanta's my home. Like, I think she still lives in that mindset. And I'll be like, okay, girl. Girl, no. You need to have a gate in front of your actual house with your own security person. Mm -hmm. That's just too much. And it's all too much. And Marlo's too much. And it's all just too much. And I'm I'm just, I'm so happy that you could come and chat with me about this. And then we could of make course. a little sidebar. And um, where can the people find you, my queen? Um, You can find me on my podcast, which is on Apple or Spotify. It's the Who Asked Me podcast. And then, of course, over on Instagram at Who Asked Me podcast. And then on TikTok at Who Asked Zell. Yes, honey. We love her. We're always going to be... Oh, I can't believe what, what are we going to do when this season is over? I think we still have a little bit. I know, but I'm like already thinking about it. I'm like, what the fuck? Bravo's schedule is like really, really wonky right now. Cause I just thought about the fact that like, I have no, like Sunday, we have Atlanta in Summer House Martha's Vineyard. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, no, Monday, Tuesday are done now. Wednesday, we're Housewives of OC. And then nothing's on. Yeah, it's really weird. Luckily, there's other things to watch. Are y'all watching the Kardashians? And, you know, while you guys give me a five-star rating and review, just, (laughs) you know, leave me a DM about what you're watching. (laughs) Love ya.